Welcome to this edition of the Douglas County School District Growing Together podcast. We will be talking to leaders, educators, specialists, and community members about topics that matter to our students, our schools, and our community. Let's jump into this week's episode as we grow together. Welcome to 10 Meaningful Minutes, a podcast for anyone looking for relevant information related to kids, school, and the current zeitgeist. I'm Lori Lacombe, Coordinator of Healthy Schools in Douglas County, and I'm here with Erin Reagan, our lead counselor. The purpose of this podcast is to utilize the amazing talents within our community to help parents, caregivers, teachers, by providing tools and tips to help raise happy, healthy, and thriving students. Thank you for joining us. Today our show is titled, What is Anxiety and Tips for Helping Students Cope With It? Erin, as a parent and a counselor, can you explain anxiety? Absolutely, Lori. And by the way, thanks for having me today. Um, So anxiety is essentially fear. And from our earliest beginnings, anxiety has served a really important function. It has kept us alive. If you see a cobra, for example, Mm -hmm. it's the lizard part of your brain that tells you that you need to recoil and stay away from that danger so that you'll be fine. Okay. So the problem with anxiety, of course, is that this kind of overstimulation uh, has crept into a lot of people's lives. And we see it in our kids a lot. And so anxiety, you know, the way that I like to look at it is that uh, anything that gets in the way of functioning effectively in our lives is an issue. Okay. You know, and I think a little bit of stress is helpful in that it motivates kids to do their homework, take out the garbage, function well. But it's when you have too much of it that, uh, that it becomes an issue. And when it gets in the way of our daily duties and the things we want to participate in, and it, it can really become cumbersome. And oh, so. Yeah, I mean, you know, and you can see it deprive people of their, of, you know, and especially in a child, it's really disturbing. Okay. You know, um, it's the number one reason that we have truancy, that mm. kids don't go to school is related to anxiety. Um, we have a study that was done recently that it's, it's also the number one reason why kids are in the health room. They will complain of physical symptoms, but they're actually, we believe, anxious. Feeling very anxious. Yeah. Oh, well, that's a perfect segue into my next question because I'm wondering, what are some signs that we as parents can look for in our children? Because as you said, stress is really important. We need stress to perform, but at what point, what are the signs that are saying it's too much? That is a great question. So some common symptoms of anxiety are, you know, just simply excessive worrying. Oh, okay. You know, and, and so you, you will see um, perseveration sometimes, um, inability to stop thinking about something. Uh, your child may be just um, agitated. You know, this is another sign that's really, really common. Um, Would avoidance fall in there? Like avoiding certain things? Absolutely. Okay. You know, now avoidance is tricky because it's 
Like so many symptoms, it could fall into uh, a number of different categories. Sometimes we see that with depression as well. Okay. Depression oh, and anxiety often go hand in hand. Um, anxious kids are, or adults are often restless, just have a lot of trouble settling in, settling down, being able to focus. Fatigue, you know, just, just not having energy. Okay. I think part of that is it takes a lot of energy to be anxious. It does. I've you know? been anxious, yes. I know, you know? that feeling. And then afterwards, you're, kind you're of just exhausted. kind of, kind of, yeah. Like you need a nap. Difficulty concentrating is a classic, classic example. So anxious kids uh, have trouble learning, mm -hmm. you know, and, and sometimes, you know, you can see a drop in, in grades. A lot of times anxiety is really temporal and it passes, you know, so okay. this isn't, it's, it's not, it's not too long term. Um, if you see it for over six months, though, um, that's, that's where you get into the field of, of getting an official diagnosis. Okay. That kind of thing. Um, irritability. Kids get irritable. Sometimes they tense their muscles. Trouble falling asleep or staying asleep is another uh, hmm. symptom. So, you know, and then as you move along the continuum, you may see like panic attacks. And, and that's, a, that's a really kind of severe outward display of anxiety. Okay. You know, uh, trouble breathing, feel like, um, you know, this, this feeling of sheer terror. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a really hard, hard thing to witness and even harder to experience. Okay. It sounds like as parents, caregivers, colleagues, just to keep bring awareness around these types of signs that might be exhibited from um, the children we work with, the people we work with. And so if we see some patterns and start really talking about it. And, we're, and that's really what we're, we're really ending this whole podcast on. Or what are a few ideas? I mean, I know there's a lot out there, but can you give us just some of your best? What are some, a couple, one or two ideas of what we can do to work when we see these signs of anxiety in our loved ones? Oh, what a great question. Uh, and I think this is a really, a really uh, timely one. We hear and see more and more that uh, so many of our kids are struggling with anxiety. So... You know, and I, I think the solutions are actually really basic, but, mm -hmm. you know, um, healthy, safe, trusted relationships can really help with anxiety. When people feel safe, they will naturally become less anxious. So learning to understand and recognize what helps a child to feel safe and calm. You know, I think sometimes we also maybe throw around the term anxiety a little loosely. And sometimes what we see in kids is not anxiety, but maybe it's excitement, uh. you know? And so helping kids to understand what is anxiety, and what is not anxiety, you know? And, and maybe this is excitement and it's natural to feel a little amped up, you know? That's um, really just kind of put it more in the positive. Yeah. I love that. And, and then I think, you know, and this is going to sound really basic, but if a child has an opportunity and is invited into a conversation with their parent, caregiver, trusted adult, it can make a huge difference. 
I have a seven-year-old and I try to entice him into this conversation every day. And the same thing does not necessarily always work, but you know, I'll, I'll ask him, you know, would you like uh, to have a snack or something? And usually that he bites on that and we'll sit down <laughs> together and share a snack and I can, I can extrapolate some of the parts of his day that were significant. Being heard is this incredible gift that you can give somebody. And it, it reminds me of a story. Would you mind if I told a brief story? Please. I, I tend to do this. So I, know, I, I love it. I appreciate it. So I once uh, heard a story about a person who uh, very much wanted to meet a, a teacher that they had uh, heard about. And so they wrote to this teacher, asked for an appointment. Uh, they heard back a few months later that they would be able to meet with them. And they flew to Nepal. And then they proceeded to go on this trek through the Himalayas for three weeks to meet this teacher. So they got to the border of Nepal and Tibet. And uh, the teacher invited them in. And they sat with this person for one hour and they told them their story. The teacher said very, very little, but listened with all of their attention for that hour. And the person that had this experience talked about what an incredible gift it was to have someone just sit with them and give them their full and undivided attention for an hour. It's powerful. Yeah, and it's very simple. Mm -hmm. And I think that we live in such a distracted world that we lose sight of the simplicity of things like this and, and the meaning that is inherently uh, involved in it. Mm -hmm. So I guess, you know, that's, that would be my number one piece of advice. Okay. I love that saying, listen for understanding. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And maybe just really try and put that in our day a little more with our, yeah, our loved ones. So. Yeah, listen first. Well, that wraps up our 10 meaningful minutes around anxiety. If you want more information, please use our district website for additional resources. Erin, thank you so much for your time, your expertise. We'll have you back again soon. Thank you, Lori. <laughs>